On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Championship Monday, everybody. Hopefully, we are celebrating those championships. We still have Monday Night Football to close out, but you are joining us on the Locked In Dynasty podcast. I am Kate Majik. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow him at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Hopefully, we helped you find some championships this year. Led you to the money makers. Uh, guys, congratulations if you did win. And big hugs. Big COVID-free safe hugs if you didn't make it. But I mean, this is primetime dynasty season, so don't miss any episodes. Subscribe on YouTube. All of that good stuff. Marcus, how are you feeling? Uh, we, we talked about this a little before we signed on, but you've got some championships to celebrate. How are you doing mm-hmm. today? I'm doing really well. And a lot of the reason why I have some championships to celebrate is because of uh, our guy, Jamar Chase, just continuing <sighs> to to put up monster, monster numbers. And that's probably where we should start today. Right, Kate? I mean, Jamar Chase, uh, it, he is number one. So you got to start with number one. Is that is that correct? Um, Jamar Chase, he's uh, absolutely just, I, I don't know how to describe some of the things he's done this season, but I mean, 266 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Him and Joe Burrow, like this connection that they have is just absolutely unreal. But it's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, in the weeks leading up to your fantasy football playoffs, he was going through a dry spell. Uh, we saw T. Higgins really emerge in the second half of the season. But, uh, I mean, we had, uh, you know, a, a spell there where he was putting up 30 to 40 yards in any given week. But, man, oh, man, if you stuck it out with Jamar Chase, he won you your league probably single-handedly. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, right? 11 catches. 266 yards and three touchdowns. He was just the best player on the field yesterday. That's pretty unbelievable to say when you're going against Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. He was the best player on the field. And we've been talking about where to rank Jamar Chase in terms of dynasty receivers. Does he deserve to be above Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb? And the answer is yes, 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 right? Like he he is number one. It's the clear cut. This season – as a rookie, and remember, he did not play a down of football last year. 1,400 receiving yards, 13 touchdowns, 1,450 from scrimmage. Like, it just seems like he's going to be a lock to get 1,500 yards and, you know, 15 touchdowns every single year. Uh, yeah, it seems seems like a lock. He, <laughs> I, I just can't believe when we go back to the preseason, the narratives that we were all spinning. Oh, uh, yeah. Just based on... Um, you know, the ball's a little different and just all of these weird things we came up with because we know Jamar Chase can catch a football. He had a little this bit is of a good tip, seat. though. This is like don't overreact to narratives in the preseason, right? Like if a rookie's struggling a little bit, it doesn't mean his career's over and that he's awful, right? And you know what's actually funny is that we heard similar uh, narratives about Justin Jefferson yeah. in the preseason leading up to his rookie year. Uh, but pretty amazing. Two LSU wide receivers break the rookie receiving records back to back 
uh, just absolutely incredible football played across the board. But if we're seeing this ceiling right now from Jamar Chase as a rookie, you know that, that you've got a lot of gas yeah. left in this tank uh, for this young man's career. Uh, we should stay with that that Bengal Chiefs game because Joe Burrow, uh, I mean, my goodness, Burrow, he, he was uh, incredible again. 446 yards in this game, four touchdowns, also added in 10 rushing yards. Uh, so basically that's like a 1,000 re- passing yards in the last two games. How does he kind of stack up for you in terms of fantasy quarterbacks kind of going forward? Because obviously Patrick Mahomes is number one. But where do we put Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow for me, he's uh, like he's not in the elite tier of quarterbacks yet. Obviously, I mean, even though he's won you a couple of weeks recently, he has recently um, just you know had some some okay games. Uh, So he hasn't been necessarily a lock for twenty plus points on any given week. But the ceiling for him as a passer, I think, especially with this receiving court, is just super high. You cannot. You, you can't argue about that here, but it, so Joe Burrow for me falls into that uh, kind of second tier quarterback where we're talking about guys like Justin Herbert, right? Mm. Uh, even um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, which I, I'm going to make the case for Joe Burrow over Aaron Rodgers at this point, but those quarterbacks that, you know, do have a super high ceiling, but maybe aren't quite as consistent as we'd like to get them into that top tier. I'm I'm going with uh, quarterback five, quarterback six. Trevor Lawrence currently quarterback eight. Joe Burrow currently quarterback seven. That's no, <laughs> no. Just saying. Hey, I'm just saying. Um, no, I, um, I, I actually think that Joe Burrow has really uh, come on as of late. I think you can see he seems much more comfortable. Even even if he's not straight up rushing for yards, he just seems more comfortable, more mobile. Seems to trust his knee coming back from that ACL. It just he looks abundantly healthy and he's playing some really good football. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, I think uh, this uh, if, if you can sell him for the value of quarterback eight right now, I would do it because I mean we don't know what the the future of coaching uh, holds right there. So we don't really know what to expect from the the Jacksonville Jaguars, but. It's really hard to argue uh, just with the quality of weapons that Joe Burrow has that he wouldn't be like leaps and bounds ahead of Trevor Lawrence, no matter how generational Trevor Lawrence may be. Well, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence because I think I think he's been really interesting this year. And I want to talk about some of the other rookie quarterbacks, Kate. But before we do that, let's tell you guys about Bill Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions – if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because you're going to want to eat it, and it's good for you. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, most have only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get your 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. All right, Kate, let's talk about the, the some of these rookie quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence in his last nine games, 58% completion percentage, two passing touchdowns, eight interceptions, no rushing touchdowns, six fumbles. 
are you concerned that Lawrence is never going to be a QB one? Um, not, not never. I, I wouldn't say that I'm concerned that he will never be a quarterback one, but I think we really need to revisit the whole narrative that we had spun um, about the, the generational talent that is Trevor Lawrence, because I think the, the sentiment here ahead of the 2021 season was that uh, Trevor Lawrence is good enough to lift up all of these weapons around him. And I don't think that's the case just yet. I don't know if it does have something to do with coaching because I mean, we know how critical that can be uh, to the development of a quarterback, the development of um, just that, that entire locker room and the, the dynamics there are so important. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not worried that he will never be a quarterback one, but I think we need to see a lot of changes there uh, and upgrade in, in the weapons there in Jacksonville. We need to see um, a, a good coaching candidate. I agree. Emerge. Uh, and we do know that the Jaguars are starting to do their, their virtual interviews. They're getting uh, one of one of your uh, Dallas Cowboys offensive yeah, coordinator. No, I, I'm actually curious here. Um, <laughs> if they were to hire like a Kellen Moore, how would that upgrade uh, Trevor Lawrence for you? I think it would upgrade him. I think he would be a good fit for Lawrence. I don't think Kellen Moore is the right coach for that team, but I think it would be an upgrade. I, I actually think that Jacksonville team needs somebody probably a little bit older to just kind of reestablish the culture there. Somebody who has some, some skins on the wall for the lack of a better term, like Doug Peterson, like that's probably the type of guy that makes a lot of sense. Right. Or, or, or a Jim Caldwell who's helped develop Matt Stafford. Somebody like that, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, let's talk about another rookie quarterback. Trey Lance got a second start this week. Uh, 250 passing yards, averaged almost 11 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, one interception, added in 31 yards in the ground. This is kind of the game that you were thinking you would see more often from Trey Lance this year, right? Like, yes, he's going to be a little bit raw and he's going to make a mistake, but he's going to give you a pretty solid floor when it comes to rushing and then a couple touchdowns. You know, I, I, I think this game was encouraging, if nothing else, for Lance. Oh, I think this was uh, definitely uh Definitely encouraging. Um, still TBD. I, I I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling just yet. Uh, I want to be a little bit a, a little bit cautious, but I do think that um, as we see him get more playing time on the field, uh, it, it's really just the situation for me, right? Like, are they going to put the offense in his hands? I don't think just yet, but. Once we get that sort of confirmation, there has to be like one statement game. Um, and yep. then I think it, it could be just a, an absolute lock for fantasy production with, um, you know, a rushing floor and uh, lots of upside there, I think. All right. What about Zach Wilson, who 19 to 33 hit a touchdown yesterday, 234 yards, didn't add anything on the ground. Have you been encouraged by his play over the last month? Uh, definitely been more encouraged. I don't think we've seen quite as many uh, boneheaded mistakes as we have in, um, you know, the first half of the season. I do think that his time on the bench helped uh, a bit. And we even saw, uh, you know, Zach Wilson uh, without his top weapon, uh, Elijah Moore, who's been coming on as of late. Um, I, I think that all of this is encouraging. I'm not ready to throw in the talent on Zach Wilson just yet. Uh, definitely not, 
not ready to take over that offense just yet, but um, you definitely have to be encouraged. I think just with the, the difference in play from the first half of the season here into the second half, definitely, definitely trending in the right direction. All right. Going forward, Kate, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. Marcus. I was, <laughs> I was just looking up uh, just Mac Jones and the percentage of uh, finishes he's had this year. He's had tw- or four top 12 finishes, which I actually think is more than I expected. Finished uh, week 17 as the quarterback six. Um, and I think that's like pretty impressive because Mac Jones is not a rookie that I would say Bill Belichick has just given the keys to. No, no, no. Um, like they've played very conservatively with Mac Jones. And I think uh, four top 12 finishes uh, in a season where you have seen him play so conservatively. Um, I think that's pretty encouraging. It's not like they have this bolsterous receiving core. They've got the run game that just complements yep. the passing game so well. I, I, I think Mac Jones could be a really <coughs> nice uh, sneaky uh, option to trade for as like your quarterback yeah. two in a super flex league because he's a guy that just not many people see the upside with. But I mean, he's he's definitely outplayed. I think all of these rookie quarterbacks throughout the season. Seven games with at least two passing touchdowns, like. You'll take that, right? And if he's if he's doing that as your QB two, as a rookie, okay. Listen, I think he's going to be on a good team, right? They're going to the Patriots are going to figure out ways to score points. They're going to be in a lot of scoring positions. Why not go out and make a trade for Mac Jones this year? He doesn't have the the name value of a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, but wouldn't be surprised over the next two or three years if you're getting at least pretty close to the same production, if not better. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, definitely definitely a good move. And I, I do think that just overall, um, I, I don't know, Mac Jones, I, I've just been so impressed with his play. Mm-hmm. And I do think that as he continues to grow in this offense, as he continues to gain more experience, uh, Bill Belichick is going to continue to uh, trust him and allow him to make some <clears> more big plays because we know he is a capable passer downfield. Maybe he doesn't have the quality of weapons just yet to be able to do that on a consistent basis, but he's doing all the right things, making all the right moves. I think I, I, I would love to have him as a QB too. All right. Let's talk about a couple of running backs uh, that had big days on Sunday. Ramondre Stevenson, 19 carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. It is worth noting that he kind of came into this game after Damien Harris who also had nine carries for 35 yards and two touchdowns. But Ramondre, whenever he plays, he's pretty good. Uh, how are you viewing him going forward? So this is actually something I'm I'm struggling with. So I'm hoping you can help me out because I have some shares of Ramondre Stevenson. I have some shares of Damian Harris. But I, I'm curious as to your thoughts. Do you think that they are going to stay committed enough to the run? Because I feel like we've had – um, just enough production out of this rushing game that both of these guys are viable fantasy options. Obviously, Damien Harris, when uh, he's healthy, you're going to plug him in and let it go every single week. But yep. is Ramondre Stevenson somebody that has enough value as a, um, a as a weekly flex play at this point, just given the um, the success this team has found in the run game? I kind of think so, because going into training camp in the preseason, 
we heard a lot from the Patriots running back coach that, you know, he wasn't ready. He still needs to do a lot of things to become an NFL pro. And it sounds like he was a long ways away. But over the course of the season, he's earned some snaps and he's played well. My guess is that with a full offseason, he's going to look like a changed running back next year. And I think he's kind of established himself as at least a part-time player there. And it wouldn't shock me at all if he becomes the lead back um in New England. So yeah, I think he does have flex value. And, you know, Damian Harris is going into the final year of his contract next year, which means Stevenson could have potentially two years without Harris on that team. Yeah. I think that's a guy that you trade for now and you play next year as a flex. And then in 2023, he's probably a low end RB one, high end RB two. Since week nine. So that's the last seven games of the season, 16 game pace for, uh, 1,138 rushing yards, uh, 155 receiving yards, nine mm-hmm. touchdowns. That would be a fantastic season uh, for your, you know, somebody you're probably drafting as an RB3 or, or much later even. So definitely a, a name I think we have to keep an eye on. And I, I do feel like, you know, the buzz has been real for him uh, and very much deservedly so because he has been flexible uh, even with Damian Harris in the lineup this year, but uh, even it, it it might be time to quote unquote buy high on Ramondre, mm-hmm. and because uh, I know we're all we're all noticing the production, but uh, I mean I think uh, there could be much upside to be had here. I'm gonna give you another running back just really quickly. This running back, I, I want to see if you can guess who it is. Are you ready? Okay. This running back has started one game in the last five weeks but has a total of 413 rushing yards and three touchdowns and 45 receiving yards. Can you name this running back? Oh, can you repeat that again? Let me hear yeah. those metrics. This running back has started one game in the last five weeks. He has a total of 455 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns, and he has three separate 100-yard rushing days. <sighs> I have no idea. Help me. That is Deontay Foreman of the Tennessee Titans. Oh, um, wild. Wild. Monster game against the the Dolphins. 132 yards and a touchdown, just running right down their throats. Uh, he has, I, I, listen, you please correct me if I'm wrong, but he, I don't think he has any long-term dynasty value, but it just kind of shows you how, how good that situation is in Tennessee for the running backs, right? Like if you can start there and play, you're going to get a bunch of touches and score a bunch of fantasy points. That's all I wanted to mention. I think that's fair. Let's do okay. it. I, I think uh, that's uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely fair. And you know what guys, we might be seeing the, uh, the return <laughs> of Derek Henry, which if you're a believer that uh, you do need to roster the handcuffs of, um, you know, the, the Tennessee Titans, I, this is a great time to yep. buy your handcuff yep. right now when there's buzz that uh, Derrick Henry could be returning or uh, maybe even as soon as the, the playoffs open up there uh, and you see Derrick Henry back in the field, take that opportunity to buy, 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 because uh, that could be one of these depth pieces that, like we said last week, could help you win your league straight up. Uh, all right, I want to talk about some players that were a little bit disappointing to finish the season and disappointing here in Week 17, Kate. But before we do that, we should tell you guys about Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now 
and use promo code touchdown and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 25 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free get upside app in the app store and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code touchdown. All right, Kate, uh, on our Thursday show, we mentioned some players that we were staying away from here in week 17. And one of the guys that I mentioned was Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Elliott did not have a good game in this one uh, against Arizona. Nine carries for 16 yards. He had one reception for 14 yards. Kate, he has not had a game of over 52 rushing yards since October 17th. It's been a long, long time since we've seen him have a decent rushing day. Uh, On the season, uh, he has just uh, 915 yards despite playing 16 games, averaging under 4.2 yards per carry. Is Ezekiel Elliott done-done? Ooh. um, Kind of feels like it. (laughs) Kind of feels like it. There there were some games earlier in the year where he was scoring – a touch, you know, even two touchdowns, and that was the only way he was salvaging his his production, right? If he's not scoring a touchdown for you, he's killing your team because you're only getting one or two points, and even in PPR leagues, so that's what makes him such a tricky player right now. Uh, yeah, it, he was outscored by Tony Pollard, outscored by uh, Austin Walter, Austin mm-hmm. Walter, New York Jets. In case Pollard you didn't had three, know, three carries in this game. Who would have thought that Keyshawn Vaughn? Without score Ezekiel Elliott in your fantasy football championships. Um, even Zach Moss yeah. ended up with more fantasy points than Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, so what Zach Moss over Ezekiel Elliott in all dynasty formats? I knew you were waiting to say that. I knew it. I'm kidding. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> all right. I mean, I think he's a borderline RB2 even going forward. And even then, I don't even feel good about that. Like, if you can give me somebody else besides Zeke, I just – I don't know, Kate. I'm just I'm just not feeling it right now. Yeah. Uh, another disappointing player uh, that we had talked about, Saquon Barkley finishes the RB27 on the week, 10 fantasy points. Um, I just – get 100 what rushing do with Saquon Barkley because we're closing out the season here. Um, he ended up finishing – uh, though he did have, uh, you know, health issues, ankle issues in his return following his torn ACL. Are we like scrapping the season? I mean, it, he did finally have a 100 yard rushing game, but uh, still wasn't like overly efficient at this point. Uh, just 4.86 yards per attempt, which is it, it's good. It's the best we've seen, I think, from him all year. Um, but it still doesn't feel overly good because we're not getting a ton of production in the receiving game. Had just one target, uh, one target the week prior for uh, one catch, negative four receiving yards. Um, are you discouraged at all by the usage as a receiver, even though we finally got production as a rusher? Yeah, I am. Um, uh, <laughs> Barkley is another one that if I could show you this offseason because somebody still believes in his talent, I would do that. Kate, since since uh december 30th 2019 okay that's a long time ago we're in 2022 right now right december 30th 2019 he has 900 total yards from scrimmage yeah uh how many touchdowns do you think since that time uh 
six? Four. Four uh-huh. touchdowns and basically uh-huh. two full seasons. Uh, yeah, it, this is bad. If his name wasn't Saquon Barkley and they didn't draft him with the number two overall pick, this would be a guy that is borderline rosterable on your team, right? Like he's just taking up space. But because it's Barkley, because he had a really good rookie season in 2018, like Baker Mayfield did all those years ago, uh, we're still valuing him as a RB1, and I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not totally willing to like give give up uh just yet because we know the upside is there. But if we see Saquon Barkley in 2022 healthy um and still uh within this offense that just can't find its footing, I, I mean just health-wise, they they didn't have it this year. Um, you know, Daniel Jones didn't get to finish the season with a neck injury. There's just so many missing uh, missing pieces and moving parts in this offense that yep. uh, makes it difficult to assess Saquon Barkley. But yeah, we're we're really getting into crunch time in terms of uh, assessing his value and whether or not he truly is uh, one of these high upside RBs that we can count on week to week. Anybody else we want to touch on um, before we head out from from week seventeen? I don't really want to spend any time on the Vikings because they were a train wreck last night. <laughs> had nine carries for thirteen yards. Uh, I, we didn't even mention Seattle, who had four it scored fifty one points. Rashad Penny had a huge game, but anybody else? Uh, I do think, uh, in terms of disappointments, uh, I do want to like shout out George Kittle here. Uh, had just one catch, I believe 29 receiving yards. Um, that was such a bummer because we saw uh, him just really come on as of late. He carried you to your championships. Yep. Hopefully, if you were in your championship matchup, uh, you had a another dud on the opposite end uh, for your opponent to kind of cancel that out because that one really hit me in the gut. I'll say that. Yeah, the other one is Javante Williams for me, right? You would thought this game against the Chargers, the the worst run defense in the NFL, he would get a bunch of touches and just run wild. Nope, 14 carries for 30 yards uh, and then did basically nothing in the passing game. I don't know what to think about Javante going forward because some games he looks really good and then other games he doesn't. And are they going to ever fully commit to him? Is this going to be a running back by committee? Over the last, oh, I don't know. I'm looking at now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. No more than 14 touches in any game. So uh, you do you have know. Melvin Gordon, who uh, is on his way out technically. Um, but I mean, we've already heard from him that he would love to be back with this team. So whew. I would not love that to happen. Free Javante. Free Javante. Free Javante. Uh, All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back later this week to continue to wrap up all of the news from week 17. Look ahead to week 18 because maybe you're in one of those silly leagues that plays all the way through the NFL season. I hope hope that's not the case. But we will be back here uh, on Friday to continue to give you everything you need to know about Dynasty football. She is Kate Maljuk. I am Marcus Mosher, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.